0: It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. Uh,
1: race fans, how the hell are you? It's Chris Creighton. <laughs> We're gonna have Craig Moore on here in just a minute. Glad to have y'all on this Thursday night. I missed y'all last week, but the show went on. Not too many times have uh, I had to go back and listen to my own show. Uh, but, uh, y'all just Ta uh, Taz Taylor and Craig Moore, they did an awesome job. And I uh, appreciate them uh, keeping the show going while I was out having a little bit of fun with the 8th Annual Southern Street Stock Nationals. Trying to make some of that money back that I lost this weekend, this past weekend. I'm working a little bit late here tonight. But I got some great guys in the studio that's going to help cover my butt there for a couple of minutes here. Uh, but uh, man, oh man we have a boatload of stuff in store for us tonight. I hope we do anyway. Uh, it's been plenty of uh NASCAR news and uh man, I could spend the next hour and a half talking about all that racing we done over the uh over the past weekend. Uh I'd say somewhere around 4500 fans, 350 cars. Woo! Oh my god. I was, I was still hurting on Wednesday. I ain't going to lie to you. Wait, today's Thursday. Hell, I'm still hurting. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, so uh, I'm pulling up here, uh, Mr. Craig Moore. How you doing, sir? Craig's not in the
2: studio yet.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Mr. CJ Sports, can you cover me just a second? Pay some bills real quick.
0: Yeah. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Race Chat Live with Chris and Craig here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. I want to make sure that I thank Carolina Sports Plus, Carolina music. You guys can find their banners um, on our uh, on our page at www.the110nationsports.com. Uh, um, click on the banner, uh, Carolina Sports Plus, to get all your uh, sporting merchandise needs. Um, and then more to music, get your DJ for any special event to include weddings. I think you've got some kind of deal going on for uh, weddings. So make sure you guys go over there, click the banners. Um, make sure you guys check out our site, wwwthe 110 Com for all the latest. There's a lot going on on the website. Um, we got uh, we just did have, what, five press releases just alone yesterday with the uh, race teams that uh, we have relationships with. So a lot of racing information going on over there. Um, and for all you other sports fans, uh, we, we, I talked about Nick Chubb's uh, concussion protocol. Um, and, uh, of course, I talked a little bit about Kyle Larson as well today, um, SEC before that. Uh, so a little bit of everything going on over there. So make sure you guys check out the site, www.110nationsports.com. Also, you guys can follow the 110 Nation on one, uh, on Twitter, at 110 Nation, and give us a like on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Uh, you guys can um, – Catch the 110 Nation Sports Show every Monday and Wednesday night, 8 p.m., right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, so make sure you guys check
1: that out as
0: well. I'm going to see if uh, Chris is back yet. Um, you there, Chris? No, not back yet. Um, I can't waiting to uh, hear these the guys, uh, the, the guys talk
2: about.
0: Sounds like he might be back because that goes back.
2: <laughs> oh man, oh man! I
1: tell you what, Woo!
2: it's hard to do two sure. things at once.
1: <laughs> Did we get Craig Moore in the studio yet, both? No, not
0: yet. No, not yet.
1: Well, I, I don't know where to go from here. So, uh, we got Indy 500 this weekend. Let's start with that. Uh,
0: Yeah, isn't that the second Indy 500 this year?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused about that. It feels
1: like it. Which what they did was they ran the Indy Grand Prix. So they did the road course along with the Xfinity cars. Uh, This is their first time out on the racetrack. (laughs) We're, we're going to back check um, I'm,
0: I'm going to let the fans hear What we'll, we'll, the conversation When uh, in the front I think it was the front page of the paper something I saw that uh, um, Andretti um, got the uh, poll And that's when I messaged in the group I was like didn't we run I could have swore we had this conversation About the that I remember we we talking about picking drivers, and I remember I think I picked the same driver as Chris. I picked the same driver some because I don't keep up with IRL. And so I, for some reason, I thought that was Memorial Day weekend and in the Indianapolis 500, and that's when Chris informed me that was a Grand Prix. I was like, you know, I, I that that would be slick of IRL to try to with the money situation this year. Let's have two Indy 500. Uh NASCAR's ran different things in multiple tracks. I wouldn't have had a problem with the Indy twice couldn't bring anything any out with five hundred mm-hmm. twice. You'd have to call the a four hundred or four hundred miles or something. Just like what we do with Daytona and you got the Coke Zero four hundred or uh, the race uh one of the ones a six hundred, one's a five hundred. Can't have two of the same race, but I was really so confused. I really honestly thought we had ran the five hundred and I'm like, hold on, didn't we
2: do this one? Oh, uh, well and uh
1: if I'm not mistaken, Scott Dixon uh, won the road course version of the Indy race. And believe it or not, for the first time in 40, 40-something years, I believe is what they said, an Andretti sits on the pole for the Indy 500. Marco Andretti, of course, you know Marco's been around. He's a seasoned veteran, not nowhere near the uh, the type of career that we expected when Marco showed up, Uh, you know, his father, uh, Michael Andretti, was a legend, just never did. Are you there? Yeah. I just never did win the big one, you know. Uh, As for Mm -hmm. uh, Mario, Mario, he's won a Daytona 500 and a couple of Indy 500s. But, you know, just to have an Andretti there on the uh, pole position, I think it, uh, it gave a lot of extra
2: news to
1: a race that was probably going to be forgotten about, you know, being that it's not run at its traditional time. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, it's, uh, uh obviously, you know, um, have that kind of exposure that you're getting from an Andretti exactly what the Indy 500 needed. I'm not going to jump on the conspiracy train either. You know, I, I really feel like Andretti earned the, earned the time. And, uh, you know, I mean, now that Pitty's kind of the the leader of the Indy indie League, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe maybe he did give him an extra, a little extra something in that carburetor, but uh, I doubt that. I think Marco just went out there. And- oh, and I was
0: lost Chris. Chris. Um- I'm sure he'll be calling back in here in a minute. Um, the whole ready thing—I oh, I don't know. I can't get sucked up all of this. All into this. Um, I've seen Marco have strong cars, cars that should win races, and give it up, and, and just not be able to put the whole race together. So it wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. If, um, Marco, um, Marcus, Andre- uh, Marco Zandretti finds a way to, uh, to choke on this one, just wouldn't be surprised. Um, I need to jump into stuff and then they have this plan who they're going to talk to or what conversations or topics they're going to jump into. And then I've already talked about it or, Anything else? Um, I will talk about the fact that, and I'm not sure how long until Chris is chiming back in. So um, I did talk about um, Kyle Larson um, was one of the two uh, pieces that I dropped on um, the website over there, www.110nationsports.com, talking about people chiming in, wanting to know basically the time for him to Get back behind the wheel of a car. Is is it is it time for NASCAR to lift this um, indefinite um, suspension? Is is it time for a team owner to give Kyle Larson an opportunity? Um, well, you know, Kyle, uh, to uh, Tony Stewart with a car, a ride. It looks like uh, the seat's about to be open. The number fourteen. Um, when you know he would come to topic, uh, put his two cents into this topic, talking about its time. You know, I think it's an unfortunate thing that NASCAR jumped on this. um, um, I think it's unfortunate that NASCAR jumped on this whole political, getting politically involved with this. Um, banning the Confederate flag. Even though I'm not for the Confederate flag, I don't like the flag. But I also know that there are more people that have that flag because of heritage and where they're from and everything else versus having it for hate. And so I, I, I don't believe that everybody that has that flag heritage should be punished for the few bad. We we could do this with anything and any kind of group, every kind of t- type of group. Um, to include, should we ban the Christian flag because there was a priest that did horrible things to kids? Like I, we we can we can nitpick everything to have to please and abide everything to where we wouldn't have anything. Um, them getting involved with the whole. Bubba Wallace and then instead of just saying you know what we screwed up we jumped the gun because of everything going on blah 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 but they chose to double down with Bubba Wallace because the money is good sponsors are coming in Richard Richard Petty Motorsports needs this funding and everything else and then you allow basically the 2020 version of the KKK BLM to be On your cars, Um, I'm not, I I don't like none of that, but at the end of the day, when it comes to what Carl Larson said, using the N-word, on a live feed of iRacing that's associated with NASCAR, I'm sorry, I have an issue with, I, I have a zero, there's, you can ask any anybody that's part of the One Ten Nation. When I tell them, to, you know, invite them to be have shows, come on shows. Right? The only two rules I have is nothing racist and nothing has to do with kids. Like that's really the only two rules. That's the only two stipulations I have. Um, and, and so, no, I, I don't feel that it's time for Kyle Larson to be back. I don't feel that. He's what been suspended for what three, four months at most, at best. And then there wasn't like a racing within like that first month. So he's only missed out what a couple months of racing for a a racial slur. I'm sorry, but the punishment needs to be. It just looks like you just put on a show. And then now you have this whole political stance and you've divided your fan base. Now you're talking about, or then now, you know, the possibility of him coming back. I don't think it would be a good look. I think, honestly, and like I wrote in my, in my piece, that I feel that this needs to drag into a little bit of next year. I'm sorry, but I think that he should not be eligible to win a championship next year. I think he should at least have to sit out the first race or how many races it takes to make you ineligible or just be deemed ineligible and, and not be part of the 500, not be part of the biggest show of the year. as so part of your punishment. I'm sorry, but what what he said is inexcusable. There's zero tolerance anywhere and everywhere for that. but. You've not really punished him like he, he lost his ride at Chip Canassi, but he's Banking bank with his own stuff going on the dirt So he's not really lost anything and what there's only A few sponsors that jumped off board Rather, right? he still got some and probably got More since. But NASCAR wise You've what missed a month Maybe a month and a half of racing like, You missed the whole six tracks We've been to like I, I think there should Be a little bit more to the punishment that's just my Opinion I'm going to go ahead and get I think this might be Chris. Um calling back in. I ordered in different phone numbers. Is this you, Chris? I uh,
1: I'm back. I'm back and you know I can uh I can kind of agree, but there again I can disagree. And and how I disagree with what you say is because we've had somebody who has flipped this word before and their punishment uh, didn't turn into the type of punishment that uh, Kyle Larson has paid the price for. And sure enough, that was probably a, a more of a delicate time, but but a slur is a slur. And, uh, you know, um, the fact that he has missed racing, and, and look, I mean, if you want to say, okay, you know, Larson can be reinstated, but he's gonna, he's going to be suspended for the rest of this year and the first five races of next year, then somebody like a Tony Stewart or a you know Rick Hendrick or whoever else, they can sign this guy. They can go ahead and start doing what they need to do to put him in mm-hmm. a place to be able to rehabilitate his name and his and his uh, his character. You know, because that's what that's the problem right now is there's no sponsor in the world that wants to even touch Kyle Larson because mm-hmm. uh, because of the political backlash. Uh, that could oh, yeah. that could definitely happen, but now if West, we West. were if we were giving a specific reinstatement similar to the way Antonio Brown has been reinstated, but he still has to serve an eight game suspension, you know, we then then at least with that time, a team knows what they've got to do to sign Kyle Larson, because basically he is the biggest free agent on the market, and um, I'm not saying that. Uh, It's just going to be hard to ink a multi-million dollar deal with a with a team in the middle of next year when NASCAR decides to reinstate him. I believe, really with all my heart, that Tony Stewart uh, has reached out and tried to land Kyle Larson, and they know that they're up against NASCAR right now. NASCAR is going to have to make a move. Move is made. I think that we can have a better set uh, uh, opinion of where it goes from here. Uh, I do believe in second chances, and uh, Larson deserves his. But you're kind of right For right now. He, he's oh, definitely – I'm kind of right. It should not, not be – I agree with some of your opinions. and not yelling if you want to tell right
0: or wrong. <laughs>
2: Sir? I like that.
0: I said you're not going to say you agree and disagree with some of my opinions or thoughts. You're just going to tell me I'm right or wrong. I said I like that.
1: Well, yeah, you know, that's how we do it. You know, that's, that's what we do. I, we I got want, respect
0: want, for each other's opinion. <laughs> I want to throw a couple of points out real quick. I'm going to get Craig in the studio and let him chime in on his two cents. Um, when it comes to the punishment, I, I feel that the punishment is, is what it is because of timing. Uh, you know, once upon a time in the 70s, you could have said that word. Nobody would have bat, batted an eye. It's really all about timing, and Kyle Larson did on a live feed of a video game regardless. It was still – live feed with NASCAR fans in the middle of all the the George Floyd stuff going on, regardless of of everybody's feelings on it. That's, it was all about timing on that. And so I I feel that there should always been a zero tolerance and it should have been stiffer across the board um, for any race. Like everybody should feel welcome and everything else. But this to me is all about timing. Now, when it comes to Kyle Larson getting reinstated, the, the, I went on to talk about it. he's not actually asked for reinstatement. They're just talking about it, whatever. I think what I honestly think is Kyle Larson and Tony Stewart are working on it. they can find they can find sponsorship and line everything up. I think they're taking this opportunity. It's kind of getting the buzz in the air. It's kind of going that momentum. Let's see what feelers we can get out there. If we can get a sponsor to jump on board, then we'll push for your reinstatement. And, and I think that's going to be the process. Um I, I think if he gets reinstated, he's going to Stuart Haas. So I think Clint Boyer, Clint Boyer is out the door, um, but I think that uh, I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to get all their ducks in line to see if they're going to get the financial backing to do this, and if, if it's going to come about, then I think he's going to push it. Got you in the studio, Craig. All right. Is this Craig?
1: Mr. Craig.
0: Or is this our guest?
1: It may be our they may be our guest, my friend. It may be our guest. Is
0: this uh is this our guest tonight, Jason uh Samar- Samaro Yes, name. Jason Samrov.
1: Samro. <laughs> really oh <laughs>
0: right,
2: so yeah,
1: yeah, you can get <laughs> listen, you're back to announcer school there, uh Mr. CJ
2: Sports.
1: <laughs> so uh Mr. Samrov, how you doing today, sir?
3: Good, how are you? I'm
1: oh, doing just fine, just fine. Uh, we want to thank Taz Taylor for getting this interview set up. Uh, Jason Rob, he's a street stock driver. Uh, Sam, uh, I mean, uh, Jason, uh, would you, uh, sorry about that, Samra. Uh Would you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in racing and uh, what's got you on the show here tonight?
3: Um, Let's see. I've been in racing for about 12 years. I, I ran the street stocks. Yeah, I found this since probably 2011,
2: 2012.
1: You know, so uh, tell us about your uh, tell, tell us about your victories, man. Uh, You've been in victory lane a lot, or uh, um, tell us a little bit about I, your yeah. the structure of your, of your team.
3: When I first started finding Speedway, I got probably one or two. I never thought I would ever win there. I started out with two wins. And then with uh, 2018, it went on to five wins there. And then uh, 2000 last year, I went on the ball. I got five more, and I got a track champion last year. And then this oh. year, I got two, and then another track champion.
1: My goodness gracious! So you uh, you, you like to show up to the racetrack, that's for sure. Um, so uh, you, you what are y'all running up there? Because uh, down here we're we're a Durris Lane sanction. We run six oh 602s uh, crate motors, along with the little open motor package. Uh, our cars look, you know, they basically are like, uh, super, they're like late models, man. They're they're not even building these cars like street stocks anymore. Uh, what what about your street stock class? Is it more like a hobby stock IMCA, or are are you familiar with the endurance lane type cars? We just had the biggest street stock race in America this past weekend, the Southern Street Stock Nationals. At Why Not Motorsports Park, where we introduced 117 of you bad boys, uh, all uh, racing for uh, about $5,000 to win. Tell us about your motor package and stuff like that. Uh, the, the way that the rules are set up, where you race.
3: Um, I I have two cars. Uh, my new car has got a 602 crate motor in it, and my my other car, that's the older car, that's got a. The open motor in it. So, I mean, the only difference I think up here is, like, we can't run, you know, jack and bolts and stuff like that. You know, we got to run all stock stuff, and then uh, the tires has got to be stock tires.
1: Yeah, see, we run H500s on our tires down here. Uh, But, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of wiggle room in the rule books for down here. As a matter of fact, there's probably nothing stock in our stock car series at all. Um, adjustable uh shock mounts i mean you name it the, they 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 show uh they show no mercy these these guys are basically racing super stocks with a six o two uh crate motor in it. did you say a six o two or a six o four
3: no, i got a six zero two in my new car
1: six o two so that's that's kind yep. of the uh the rule package. now you all have an open package as well obviously if you have an open motor. How much horsepower yeah. is that open motor pushing out of there, boss? And are you having to run out on a two on a on a on a two barrel?
3: The open motor runs on a holly two barrel. It probably runs like four hundred horse.
1: Right. Wow. Well, that's that. Uh, I'd be racing that car a little bit more than that six hundred two. What about you?
3: Uh, I like the six hundred two better than the uh, open motor.
2: Come on!
3: Wow, no, I like. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you spin more with the open motor than you do with the crate motor. You you could drive off the corners better.
1: Yeah, with, with the open motor you can.
3: No, you can you spend a lot more with the open motor.
1: Oh, okay. So y'all are y'all are used to a lot of uh, dry slick tracks up there, yep. which we are yeah. too. We are too, and that's it. 602s are really the go-to motors. Very few people actually use the open motor rule anymore. They took away yep. the double valve springs and stuff like that, so it, you know, it literally, like you just said, get a lot of wheel spin out of these tracks. Um, when it when it when you get that rubber down, it starts going dry slick on you. So, uh, but now you know, uh, unfortunately, my other two guys that were supposed to be on the show here tonight that are actually from that way, they're neither one of them can make the show here tonight. So I've got my producer sitting in. Uh, and to to kind of fill in their spots, uh, so I, I'm kind of winging this as we go. But uh, uh, Samrock, tell us uh, tell us about your competition up there. How many guys are you racing, and uh, what's been one of your funnest nights that you can remember, man?
3: Um, let's see. Uh, the funnest night was about I would say about three years ago when I ran side by side with uh, Michael Arnold, and um I mean we met, ran probably six laps side by side, and I. I barely got him for the win coming out of four. That's why I got him for the win. So, I think that was one of my best nights.
1: Side by side to the finish line. I love those yep. kind of stories there. Uh, uh, and, and let me ask you something. Were you even looking at the flag stand or were you looking at him when you come across when you come out of turn four? I guarantee you, you was looking where he was and you wasn't even worried about that checkered flag, was you?
3: No, I wasn't worried about the checkered flag. I think I was more glimpsing eye on the side of him.
1: Yeah, that's the way it always is, but yeah. friend. We have we've had quite a few cars hit the uh hit the wall right there out outside the flag stand with our two and three wide finishes that we've had out at Wyna Motorsports Park. Uh as a matter of fact one year, I think it was a few years ago, uh David Earl Gentry put uh Donnie Ashford up in the wall and actually made the uh Speedway illustrated. We'd love for you to come down and enjoy this big old happening race that we have every year at the Street Stock Nationals. Um, what's the what's the largest car field you've ever raced in, man? Because we started three Y and thirty six thirty uh thirty six cars this past weekend. You, could you imagine that yourself?
3: Um, I've never raced for that many, but uh when I first started racing we probably had maybe twenty five cars on a quarter mile track. I mean now we got wow. probably the most is ten cars. I mean and we have you know, I mean, we have you know, some people that runs with us. I mean, I got probably about right. five other guys that, you know, can win any other week, so.
1: Right, so are y'all, like, uh, are y'all a competitive group or are y'all a friend? Y'all all friends, do you hang out at the shop? Tell us about what goes on uh, away from the track.
3: Um, I have um, let's see, my brother runs with me. And, I mean, he's just starting out, so he's not that good. But I have another buddy. The one I told you I was running side by side with uh we usually talk every day. I usually get out and help him on his car, so I mean you know I'm usually you know friends with him, so it's not you know just at the track, but all the rest of the right it's maybe you know competitive so
1: right um what, what do you want to go from here do you have uh do you want to go up into the modifieds or are you you're pretty happy in the street like to I, yeah, I believe you told me you started in 2011. You started in street stocks and you stuck around for nine years? Yeah, I mean, it
3: It took me a while to get used to them, you know, but I just kept buying junk, you know. And then uh, uh, not this winter, just past the uh, winter before that, um, I built, you know, Wilson's Motorsports built me a brand-new car, and that's, you know, that's when I started getting really competitive, you know. So, I mean, I – I want to stick around Street Stocks, and I have a lot of fun there. You know, so I think that's what I'm going to continue doing.
1: Yeah, Street Stocks is a whole new breed. You know, it used to be that it was kind of a beginner's class, but i tell you, over the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, it's become a very competitive, and, and I'll be honest with you, a very expensive class. We have some
2: Street yes, Stocks down
1: here that are thirty-five and $45,000. As a matter of fact, there's a Project X car, uh, built by the highway nineteen speed shop that you can get one brand new motor and all for forty five thousand dollars and every bolt every lug nut, everything from your transmission to your motor it's all going to be brand new so uh that's uh that that's the going rate right for a, a nice piece. Tell me something have you figured out a way to make racing less uh expensive uh, because i I've searched far and wide for ten years to try to figure out how to make this sport a little bit cheaper. Have you found any way to do it yet
3: no i've always I've always <laughs> went year by year thinking it's gonna stay the same, but this year after year, I think it always gets more money
1: right so who builds your cars?
3: um wilson's motorsports it's uh his name is joey wilson he uh he, he used to run at albany saratoga up here and one year he got a hold of me and uh he asked me to if he could build me a car he gave me a price and i and I went with it and that was my first track champion with that car
1: do you travel a lot jason do you, do you go to different tracks and if you do how do you how do you figure out what gear to pull at those tracks
3: um, I've only been mainly at Fonda and Glenridge Motorsports Park, you know, right up the hill from Fonda Speedway. I've never really hit any other tracks. Um, this Friday, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to try Albany Saratoga. So I don't know what that's going to give right now. I mean, we just got done working on the car for tomorrow, so I'm going to find out what that happens tomorrow.
1: If he could do anything in racing, Jason, what would what? it be?
2: I don't know.
3: Probably make it more cheaper, anything. so it wouldn't cost so much.
1: Do what? Do what?
3: Make it more cheaper.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute! I gave you a chance to answer that question. You couldn't give me anything.
2: <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let, let's open, the, let's open it up a little bit. You could, you could do anything. You can drive a super late model. You could start the Daytona 500. You could ride in the Indianapolis 500. You could be a uh, a World of Outlaws champion, you could drive a sprint car. What would it be, man? If you could do anything in racing, what would it be?
3: I would want to try a sprint car. All
1: right. That takes some balls.
3: That's what what I would want to do. Those
1: those guys are a different breed. Yes. You think you got that in you?
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely what I would want to try.
1: (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) Um... So uh, do y'all have a lot of spray cars that come up that way?
3: Um, this year we haven't seen them at all because of, you know, all the pandemic stuff going on. So we haven't seen – I think we've seen them once maybe at Fonda, and that's probably about it, you know, with all the pandemic going on. we Our season started late, so.
1: Now let me ask you something. How are racetracks going to survive if this continues on? Do you do? You, are you are you worried? Uh, I know I am. Uh, we we got away with something this past weekend uh, that uh, we probably shouldn't have done, uh, but we did it anyway, and uh, it, it it meant life or death for our speedway. If we didn't do it, uh, you know, bills didn't get paid, and we we may not have a racetrack next year. But we did do it. And uh, maybe I've been penalized for it. I don't know. I'm not the track owner. But uh how do we survive in this current environment? Because it is it is it is absolutely almost impossible to pay purses and keep racetracks open if you don't have any fans.
3: No, I agree with that. I mean uh Fonda they tried to run with no fans. They tried to do an infield parking that that got shut down, um I mean, we've probably ran maybe nine races, or maybe even eight. And I mean, we're done for the season at Fonda now because you know what all this. I mean, if it keeps going, I don't see the racetracks surviving. I mean, we definitely need fans to make it go.
1: If if that were to happen, what uh, what do you think we're gonna go to? I mean, are we gonna are we gonna buy a piece of land? And I mean. Racing is a part of America. Okay, when you say racing, you think Henry Ford. Okay, when you say racing, yeah. you think 125 years of the Indy 500. I mean, this is this is more than, than just a lot. Li- it's more than just racing. It's a lifestyle for many of us. If if it if it were to be dissolved, as it seems to be that the government is trying to do. What are we going to do? Are we going to go back to chasing folks down mountain hills or or what's the game plan? Because I'll be honest with you, I thought about buying a couple acres somewhere and uh, hiding a racetrack off in the bushes.
3: (laughs) I mean, that's that's the only thing you really could do. I mean, with everything going on, I mean, I don't see the racetracks making it. I mean, and racing is, you know, there's a lot of people involved in racing. I mean, when I don't race, me and my wife, we go to – we go to all over racetracks, you know. We try to go an hour away or so, you know, we watch racing. So, I mean, it's not you know just me driving. I mean, I I watch racing a lot too. So, without that, I mean, I'm
1: a <laughs> I'm a race fun. fan as well. Yeah, I'm a race fan as well, James. Uh, Jason, I, I I swear to you, if there was something on TV, and it had to do with stick and ball, or it has to do with with making laps on an oval or a a road course or whatever, I'm going to be more inclined to watch the racing than I am uh, 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 the stick and ball sports. Now, I love stick and ball sports because that's how I buy my time before another race comes on. You know, and that's, you know, I'm kind of a sports fanatic. Uh, I do follow all sports, but my my favorite sport is racing. I'll take you back to to a memory I just had. And we were all hurt, and we needed racing bad in our lives because it just got pulled away like a girlfriend in high school that left you for on senior prom for somebody else, okay? They had a marble race. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was on Facebook, and this guy was racing marbles down a hill. I was more fascinated. That, that, that just gave me a thrill to watch these marbles racing down a hill because literally I was going through withdrawals. I mean, you know, when you're a true yeah. race fan, you 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 uh, you, you search uh, for that adrenaline rush that that you get at these racetracks. I, I've raised my kids up at a racetrack. I, I go to a racetrack every time. I've even gotten into drag racing uh, since uh, all the pandemic has happened. We don't travel too far off anymore, uh, but we do go yeah. down when we're off from our dirt track, and we go we go watch a little drag racing.
3: Yeah. Now, do you guys got a – let me ask what you guys got to wear masks in your racetracks? and you gotta race down there or no?
1: We're a bunch of Republicans down here, and Republicans for some reason. Huh? <laughs> 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 I don't know. No, we didn't practice no social distancing. We didn't yep. wear face masks. Uh, we literally – damn near 4,500 of us piled up into a little bitty – uh three-eighth-mile racetrack, and uh, we, we just enjoy each other's company. Um,
2: yeah.
1: You know, I, I don't I, – I understand what the mask is for, but, you know, there again, uh, we, we're we a little bit of a different breed down here in the south. We're a little bit more hard-headed. I'm not saying it's the right way, and I'm not saying that we probably uh, helped – somebody get in trouble this past weekend by not doing the things that we've been asked to do by by the mandated uh, sacrifices our governor's asked us to do. But what I feel like is really going on right now is the fact of it that a lot of people are losing high school football. And when you take high school football away from people, well, whatever else it was that you had planned, you can kiss it goodbye too because now you've pissed off a whole lot of uh, parents who, you know, thrive to see their children play football. I played football as well in high school. I'm sure my parents would have been on the same bandwagon uh, that some of these parents are on as well. But when you take away something like that, and you you really think they're gonna give a darn if we can race? No, sir. They not. They not. They don't want us to race either. If if they can't have their no. football, then we can't have our racing. And that's just and that's what we're being pinned against right now. Uh unfortunately, no, I, I think we that. had our last our, our last good one, you know? I mean, it, this could be the last race that we have until next year or even further down the road depending on uh you know where this where this nation goes in the next 6 months. It's it's a very volatile situation right now. And I know it is for y'all too up north.
3: Yes. I mean, I uh, I still so do don't you, think even next year I still don't think our seasons are going to start on time.
1: No, no. And it's very crazy. It, you know, they, they want us they want you to get a vaccine that's only gonna work fifty percent of the time. Uh and 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 of course they, they cut out a hydro uh clog whatever chlorine or whatever, hydroxychlorine. Um, it, it's you know, they say, Oh, that doesn't work at all, but yet we're gonna give you a vaccine and it only halfway works. I just really, uh, you know, and you look at the way each state's handled this situation. Every state has their own issues and their own way of doing things. Man, we have really turned this pandemic into a cluster mess. And I wanted to use a better word than that, but I'll keep it as clean as possible on this here radio show. But uh, until we kind of figure out how to manage this, and I really honestly, I believe wholeheartedly that a test that's coming very soon where it's a quick test, they swab it in your mouth, and it'll tell you almost immediately. Once that test gets mass-produced and we get them in every place that's possible and they're cheap, then I think that we can go back to our regular, you know, reinstated lives. I mean, you know, I I feel like, you know, that's going to be where we get to go. Now, you know, I think when this first started, we were all scared. We all panicked. We were afraid we were going to watch our neighbors being drugged out of, our, uh, out of the houses and body bags. This wasn't the plague. But we've definitely proven to, our, to the world that if it was the plague, we'd be a bunch of dead idiots.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can give me an amen, give me an amen. You know? amen. We hadn't
2: handled this too well. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Oh, I needed that good laugh. Thank you very much, Uh, Jason. Tell us a little bit about your sponsors and who helps you out, man. And uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and get you off of here. Um, We do appreciate you coming on the show, and we want you know two two. You're two time track champion now. How does that feel? Does that give? I mean, how does that really? Is that uh were you headed out to try to get a track championship or did this one just kinda of fall in your lap?
3: Um I was you uh, called well, I, is, I uh, mean I hope Now last year I was I was really working for it and um I I never thought I would ever get one. And then it came and then this year it was like, you know, with the PM pandemic and everything, I, I didn't think that we were gonna have that much racing to even have a championship. But, I mean, this, you know, this one, like, just fell right in. So, I mean, it feels really good to have a track champion. I mean, I'd rather have a track champion than a win, so. Yeah,
1: they give you a trophy for the track championship.
3: Yep, they give us uh, – if if we have a banquet, we – last year at the banquet, I got a bottle of champagne with my um, – the car number and all that stuff on the car picture. Uh, I got a trophy, got a great – Great big picture. Got a coat. I mean, I'm I'm hoping we can have another banquet this year, but I'm not for sure. You know, with all the pandemic, so
2: yeah.
1: Well, I hope that we see the better side of our nation again, and I hope it happens real soon. I know people like you and me, we're struggling right now because this is this new norm is not for us. And uh, yeah. you know, I, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like, uh, you know. Uh, what, how my father felt when disco decided to shut down
2: <laughs>
1: You know he was a little bit more serious uh, But definitely uh, Disco died in the matter of a blink of an eye And, uh, and our way of lives Seemed to have changed in the blink of an eye And uh, I would do yep. anything for some normalcy uh, This was only supposed to last a few weeks And of course six months yeah. later Here we are yeah, and We're it's still discussing still the main topic
2: Yep
3: and uh, you want to know about the sponsors, right? Yes, sir. Okay, well, uh, let's see. I got N3 Motorsports. He's been a big help this year. Uh, Starlight, they've been with me since I started racing. Starlight Lanes. Um, uh, let's see. The Wagners, you know, that's my cousin, uh, her husband. They helped me out a ton. Uh, he bought the new car for me last uh, two years ago. And... Um, my wife, she's a big help, you know, for me putting up me in the hours in the garage. You know, so I got my uncle and all them, you know, so. And then 3 Motorsports is buying me another car over, over the winter, so i going to have another new car. Oh, wow.
2: You're
1: going to have another new car? Yep. All right. Did you wear out the first one that fast, or you just, uh, you're going to get a little bit of money back while the good one's good?
3: Uh, I wanna I was talking to my wife over the phone and that, uh, and I want to try other tracks, but it's too hard to do it with one car. Because my other car, my right. brother drives, so you know, I only mean, mainly have one car. So it's 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 a little hard, right. to drive, you know, to try other tracks with one car. So that's why we want it too.
1: Are, you, are y'all able to run a quick change up there?
3: Uh, no.
1: No. Okay. Nope. Neither are we. No. Nope. So that's nope. uh. I can see why that would uh, why why you would need another car uh, for before yeah. that. Man, I appreciate you coming on to the show here, and uh, I want to thank Taz Taylor once again for setting up this interview. And uh, I wish I'd have had a little bit more uh, prep time so that I would have known a little bit more about you, but uh, I think we pulled it off without a without without any problems. And hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get you back on later on down the road, and you can tell us about this new car build that you got. Yeah. Yes, it'll be great. All
3: right, all right, man. Well,
1: we I appreciate you, you. Want to talk to me? Uh, no, I'll talk to anybody uh, in the racing world. That's uh, I tell you what, we've interviewed everybody from Jimmy Owens to uh, uh, our local kids down here. Uh, to uh, we, we've had Noah Grasden on the show. I, my my producer, he's he's interviewed people from Bubba Wallace all the way to uh, uh, man, you. You you wouldn't believe the type of people we've been able to talk to on this little bitty podcast here. It's all, it's always a pleasure uh, to be able to talk to different people from from all over the coastline and and, and throughout the United States. And uh, you know that, we want to give y'all a voice, and that's what we're here for. Race chat live and the one ten nation sports. That's that's what we do this for is to get guys like you, not necessarily the uh, the, the Rocky Warners of the world. You know we'll have him on too, but you know. Uh, we, we, we want the little guy as well, the one that keeps that, keep, because here's the thing. It's guys like you that keep a dirt track open, okay? You yeah. you you are counted on every week to show up to a racetrack by that track promoter. You've been in the same class since 2011. That track promoter can almost put a check mark against your name every week when he opens this racetrack, and that's important. That is the most important thing in this business is a returning customer, and, my friend, you're one of those. And that's what makes this a very important business. And so yeah, I mean, doesn't matter what end of the spectrum you're on, uh we'll we'll give you uh the the thirty minute slot time to tell us all about it and, and we'll look forward to having you on again.
3: Okay. Thank you. Uh oh.
2: You there?
1: Sorry about that. I think uh I think I lost my connection on the phone there. Am I, am I, am I live? Oh, I hear you. You hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what had happened was I turned the car off and uh, my Bluetooth disconnected from my internal stereo system because <laughs> I've been sitting out in the driveway for the past 10 minutes. But, uh, yeah, great interview. We appreciate uh, uh, Jason for being on and uh, uh, look forward to, to having him back later on down the road. Uh, no sign from Craig yet, huh? He must have fell asleep oh, in his uh, recliner again. Must have. Uh, got a question for you. Yeah.
0: How'd you like the road course? they told us.
2: When I think about it,
1: I mean, as uh, some respect, some uh, because... You know, I, look, I've always wanted to see what racing was like, but I, I promise you, Mr. CJ Sports. Every time I looked at those cars, I, I just envisioned the sports cars. You know, and I was like, well, they're going, they're not going as fast. You know, when you watch the the uh, the sports cars at, put on a show at that racetrack, at, at that road course, and then you put a stock car out there, you, it, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, I. I guess you have to be a Rolex fan in order to understand my my take on that, uh, because it is a little bit disappointing to to, to <laughs> see them going so slow.
2: <laughs>
1: I I think the Roval is a great thing. That's a tight
2: yeah.
1: road course, but Daytona is a little bit cars, which means you know there's not as uh there's not as much there's not as uh it it, it what is it called? It, it's not uh you know, it's not much room for these guys to mess up anywhere. Yeah. I,
0: I like the Robo better at Daytona than I do. like I do did it. Did at Charlotte, but also like I talked about in my show on Monday, I like super speedway. Like I have always been a huge fan of Daytona and day. Talladega, the three wide inches apart, 200 miles an hour the draft and everything else. Like just, even the fact that how talented you you got to be to be three wide going those speeds that close together, like, it is crazy to me. But uh, so I like the Daytona because you, you get some of the banking, the drafting, but you got the road course. The road course period, to me, one, I wish that they would just make the second race of the season at Daytona, the road course. Um, I think it's pointless, and I think it's what hurts part of the attendance is you run the 500, then you turn around four months later run the 400. It's not as meaningful as a race, and it's the same race. Why not have, and same thing with Charlotte, why not one race be, you know, the 500 and the 600, and the other one be the roadway there? And that way you bring a, an interest the second time, not just a repeat of what we watch, but shorter from the first time. So um, I, I would rather see that. But the road course in general, to me it's become such a fascinating race because what used to be everybody ran till they ran out of fuel and pitted and everything else. We saw the ringers, which, like I talked the other night, I can't remember really too many ringers even winning. I don't know. Other than I know that the road course was still new to a lot of these cup guys, and so a lot of them, you know, still had to learn how to do this. It was just new to them. There was really no point to the ringers. But then when we started watching them count backwards, and you had some people on pitch strategy where they – they they knew how many laps they had to pit so that they could pit before everybody else on their last pit stop and be out there then we add stages to it so now you have got a whole other scenario with some going full speed in, in their pit strategy the other ones counting backwards and then who needs stage points who who values stage wins like that whole aspect because of the how some cars teams count backwards when they when they do the pit strategy has made the road course races so intriguing, so fascinating to me, because it is a whole different game plan. It is a whole different – there's so much going on, not even not even counting what's actually going on the track, and it is so mind-blowing, and it, it is so intriguing to me.
1: Well, I tell you, <clears throat>
2: this
1: is C.J. Sports, it sounds like you need to get into sports car racing. Uh, and, and that's no slight. I mean, it's it's serious uh, because those cars can really go really fast on some of these tight uh, road courses. I want to keep NASCAR uh, as oval as possible, um, short tracks, intermediate tracks, super speedways, and a few road courses. I think that what made our sport very special is that you have to have a driver who can who is competitive on all all types of tracks. Um I I believe that uh NASCAR is uh you know moving more towards some of these road course races. But eventually what you're gonna do is you're gonna have guys who really get the road courses and then you're gonna have guys who just give up like you know, I I use Ryan Newman as an example at super Speedway's. Ryan Newman hates super speedways. Of course, you know, we we can only understand why now, right? But he's, over the years, he's always disliked the the, the super speedways. We're going to have drivers who dislike uh, the road coursing, the the road course races. And uh, the, you'll, you'll basically start seeing a separation between those who really get it and those who don't. And I think we've seen that this week. Uh, with the race at the the Daytona road course. We've seen, you know, guys scattered all throughout the track, which made for less uh drama on the speedway. Uh we we go up to a place like uh like like Montreal and that's a really tight track up there. It's a really tight road course. You go to Road Atlanta or uh um, Road Road America and those are also very tight knit tracks. Um, I, I think that the road course was not designed for these cup cars a little bit, just too big. Uh, but, but there again, give us a couple more races before I decide whether or not I'm going to, I'm going to take it or leave it. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I give NASCAR a lot of credit for, uh, for giving us these types of races
0: just to see,
1: because okay. you don't know what you have until you try, right? I mean, that's, that's, you don't know if you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches until you eat one. You know, so I mean, we're we're gonna have some that like it and some that dislike it. I know that you know throughout the years the traditional NASCAR fan wasn't a fan of the road courses, but then you've had shootouts with Marcus Ambrose and Brad Keselowski and uh, I believe it was Cole Custer and John Hunter Nemechek. You all these bouts, you know, all these. Yeah, man, it's made it a lot more entertaining than what it was beforehand. But remember, if it turns into the same thing that we get out of these mile-and-a-half speedways, it's not going to be as entertaining. Yeah.
0: You see what teams have mastered the mile-and-a-half, and, a half, and I, that's one of the reasons I, I wish they'd bring some road courses to give us a little bit more variety. I, I'm tired of it being half, like half the schedule is mile-and-a-half tracks, and then the other half is a sprinkle of two-mile tracks, super speedways, road courses, and short tracks. And either You're part right. of that group that's as master the 1.5 miles, or you're not winning a championship. you got a few drivers that get lucky on a rain-shortened race or Daytona-Podega wild card and find themselves in, into the chase uh, from a win that they normally wouldn't have gotten. But that's usually how this season plays out. But talking about uh, the changes in that, there's
1: not a bigger turnoff than watching a mile-and-a-half speedway and 13th on back is either 28 seconds behind the leader or already a lap yeah. down. That that to me is, that's know. just, just the know. most discouraging thing to see in racing when you have most of the field not even on the lead lap.
0: Oh, I agree. And, and even though Charlotte was an hour and a half away, and I went there more than any other track, that was the biggest turnoff to me. Was Charlotte was one of those tracks that usually one or two drivers dominate the track. As a matter of fact, the last time I was there. That was the race that uh, Martin Truex led like 97 or 90-something percent of the whole entire race and dominated the race. Um, Kentucky was another race. that was a convenient race for me to go to, and I always got approved. But most of the time, Kentucky is a one- or two-person race, and that's really it, and everybody else laps down. Um, but talking about the things that they've done this year, in your opinion, the things that we have seen so far, what is one thing there is no doubt in your mind that NASCAR will implicate next year and, and repeat because you feel that it was that good or that good of a success? And then likewise, so far what we've seen of what they've tried, what is one thing that you you wish NASCAR would have never tried or you there's no way ever that they'll try it again?
1: I can't stand this cone rule. I'll start out with that. I cannot cone rule. <laughs> I feel like you track position with everything. You know, the leaders should pick whether or not they want the top lane or the bottom lane. Everybody else has to fall in behind. I don't like this Cohen rule. I do not like it. I do not like it. I do not like it. What I like about the changes this year is the fact that we finally left Charlotte Motor Speedway, a.k.a. Lowe's Motor Speedway, and we went and had an all-star race at a short track. <clears throat> I want more of that. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so I'll, I'll take I'll take the all star race being at Bristol, but they can they can have they can have that other mess that they, they can have that that commit cone or whatever the cone rule, the choose, the choose rule they can't even come up with a good name for, it. and then they yeah. want to say that they got it from dirt track racing and I don't know a dirt track that I've ever seen that goes by that rule, maybe some sprint cars somewhere, but uh, you know that's not how we do it down here. We have Dixie double file restarts. So I mean, if they want to, if they want to, they want to go uh, and be more like a dirt track race, then we'll have the leaders bring the, bring uh like the pace car to the start of these races. So, um, but uh, that's that, that's my that's mine right there. What's yours, Mr. Cadeport?
0: I one thing I'd love to see again was it maybe a, a modification, the back to back races like we did at Pocono. Um, I'm a bigger fan. We would have. Hey, you get one car, you bring it. We do Daytona back to back. Like you, you make it through that that wild car race the first time, you're good to go in that second one. Uh, but I like the back to back races. Bring one car, let's. And I'm a big fan of the the no qualify. Well, not maybe so much the no qualifying, kind of, but the no practice. Like I, I like to see. Hey, we're gonna throw in these cars the way they're the way you guys got them set up. That's the way it is. You guys will have to be racers. You guys will have to make adjustments throughout the race. And we'll see who really knows how to race a car versus who knows how to really set up a car um so i, I do I do have like those aspects um, I'm still kind of confused on the whole Co thing um I, I've heard a lot of conversation about that um, so that, that that is that's something I'm still uncertain about and, and confused on and, and exactly all the details of that
1: that's exactly why um, I don't like. You just said the exact reason why I don't like it because it's too damn confused. Come off fifth on uh, out of out of the pit stall. Then uh, you know when you go come down pit road, then that's where you should line up fifth. Okay, so how yeah. you can go from fifth to second just because some other people decided to drop down or whatever? I, you know, I just I find that to be too complicated, and and actually I find I I, I don't get the strategy behind that because I would want to make sure that. It, that I wanted to start. I mean, I understand top lines and bottom lines are sometimes different in places. Well, what happens
0: you know, if you're, fifth, what, what is you're the fifth car in line at Martinsville? Would you want to take that second spot being stuck on the outside and, and take your chance you're going to bowl your way in every time that you start on the outside? Or would you just go ahead and line up in the fifth, uh, fifth spot on the bottom, even if that moves you back to eight and ninth tenth, or something?
1: Yeah, that's what I'd be fearful of. I mean, I'm losing position there, right? I mean, anything could happen. And the more well, cars I have to pass, but uh, you
0: could lose more being stuck on that outside, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're right. You're right. So I, I, I don't really, I don't. I mean, like I, I understand decision, your logic, Chris. Don't get me wrong, I understand
0: your logic, but yeah. some of these tracks, also understand that you know, like Martinsville, I think I would take that fifth spot, you know, fifth, yeah. fifth spot on the inside that might equal ninth position. Versus moving up the second if I was a fifth car in line because I might lose more than three positions on that outside start restarting out there versus just staying fifth and then we're going to pass all those cars on the outside anyway. So I'm going to be fifth when it's done done anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, but then when you wind up eighth and there's a big pileup in front of you and you were already in front of a car that wrecked you, you should have been in front okay. of a car that wrecked you. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be... You're gonna be butt hurt because you uh, because you made a, a a strategy move. Your crew chief told you to make a move, and it wasn't it wasn't the right move.
0: I wonder. I mean, I, I I completely understand, but I I also understand the, the advantages and disadvantages. I, I understand both sides of it, so it, I, I can understand why at certain tracks. But I can also understand not wanting to give up valuable position, It's like that. Do you start in the front or do you fall to the rear? Daytona scenario. Where do you want to put your where you want to put all your chips in on it. Um, do you, you want to be way back on in the back, or do you want to hope that you're way out in front of anything that happens? So no, I, I understand, though.
1: Yeah, and I sometimes, you know, I wonder if this isn't uh, a way to uh, kind of, you know, what do you what are you say? Manipulate. In other words, if I'm a Hendrick driver and I'm going to push you to the wind, are we not setting ourselves up for that, for for basically team rules, right? Yeah, you, uh, because yeah, if I
0: you, go, I if say, I go to, re, I was gonna say especially at a restart or green white checker, you get down to the playoffs right. or, or in rounds, you know, and you two take the top line, so so and so can be the second car in line, even though they're fourth right now. That that extra so many points will get him into the next round or whatever. So yes, I can I can see that that being a whole issue.
1: Right. Yep. So, uh, what do you think about uh, the uh, the the Bubba Wallace deal right now? With uh, the <laughs> fact that he he has a lot of sponsorship money that's being thrown his way, do you expect him to re-sign with Richard Petty Motorsports? Uh, there's been a rumor that Denny Hamlin could actually purchase Richard Petty Motorsports and run Toyotas. Uh what what do you think's going on between Richard Petty Motorsports and and Bubba Wallace and uh do you do you foresee him returning to RPM? I I,
0: I, I talked about this last week and, and I feel the same way. And my my thoughts on this are he would be an idiot not to sign with RPM. You you have the opportunity to be part owner of a team. And you're able to drive for that team to make that money as well. You're bringing in sponsors so right now, for some reason or another, other than this this whole noose thing you you're getting sponsors that really other drivers that are finishing better actually deserve but i'm not gonna I'm not gonna give that whole debate but you have a chance to drive for a team that you're partial owner of from. So you're, you're going to get paid as a driver. You're going to get, you know, your, your equity in being the owner. And then when you walk away from it, when you decide that you're done driving, you're the sponsors are not going anywhere. You, you got sponsors that are following you. They're not following wherever you you know, they're not for RPM. They're for you. So if you drive right. for another team or whatever the case is, they're going with you. same as if you get out of the driver's seat, Hey, you already know that a team that you are part owner of is now going to be taking care of sponsorship-wise because they're going to continue to support and sponsor your brand because that's who they are sponsoring. And so, to me, it would be crazy to go anywhere else. I know Chip uh name has been thrown out there a few times. To me, it would be insane because you – Honestly, at this point, the, the equipment is about the same. They're, they're both about a good, I don't know, eight to 14th place on average type vehicles. Um, teams. Right. Uh, Richard, Richard Miller might be a little bit, have the edge a little bit uh, some weeks. Um, I feel Bubba has been, uh, you know, putting quality uh, finishes in there. But I would say between eight and 14th. So you're willing to go drive for someone else, but you're really going into the same equipment that you're going to get paid pretty much the same, maybe a little bit more, but then you don't have no ownership. So you're not going to win any more races. You're not going to win any more championships of the equipment you're in right now. Plus you have a chance to further your career, be a part owner and be a part owner with the king of racing. Like why, why would you go anywhere else assigned with anybody? It wouldn't even make no sense.
1: Yeah. Why would you give up your, yeah, you know, like you just said, with sponsorship, these are these are sponsorships signing on with the, with Bubba's name, right? So why would you want to turn those that that key over to somebody like Chip Ganassi, who's gonna, you know, basically take your money and try to spend it on the other on on another team as well, you know, on the one car? At mm-hmm. least with Richard Petty Motorsports, you know that you're building your program from within. And I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you, it's not just Bubba's performances that have been that have been good but it's also the equipment that they're getting from Richard from uh Richard Childress. I think Richard Childress's equipment this year is by far to Hendrick's uh uh, uh you know performances. Uh Hendrick seems to get a couple wins right now, but they are always at trick places, you know, uh you yeah. know low downforce tracks or uh like this past weekend the road course. Um but Richard Childress seems to be with Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace, they put together some pretty good finishes.
2: That's the and so uh, it just uh,
1: shows that the equipment yeah. has gotten better with Richard Childress, uh, you know, Richard Childress Racing, and that's something to build off of. You know, you sure. you you look at the success Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon have had this year, and I don't think anybody would have expected that out of the Richard Childress yeah. team. Now you add in the fact that all that. All the 43 car is is a car rolled out of the Richard Childress shop into the into the RPM uh, hauler. Uh, so everything that that car has is all coming out of the same shop that Tyler Reddick and uh, Austin Dillon are getting. I would build the program that I'm with before I would go and give my money to somebody else and expect them to continue to build. Because we all know that Kyle Larson was stunted uh, by Chip Ganassi from the from the get-go. Kyle Larson had come in with a higher powerhouse team uh, like a Stuart Haas or like a Penske Racing or Hendrick Motorsports a few years ago, uh, Larson would not be where he is today in, in the win total. He would have a lot more wins. Canassi uh, has, uh, you know, had to uh, pennies and diamonds way into the Cup Series, uh, unlike Hendrick and some of these other powerhouses that have a lot of money to spend.
0: Just think, though, what happens if Denny Hamlin jumps on board? What happens if Denny Hamlin becomes part owner, brings his Jumpman brand? He's got his own brand that follows him, and I'm sure FedEx, I don't know, FedEx has got a relationship with Joe Gibbs. But I I know Jumpman is is Denny Hamlin's product. So if he brings his money, they they become basically a satellite team of Joe Gibbs. If they do go Toyota, I'm assuming that's where they're going to get their equipment from. How much does that change Richard Petty Motorsports when you have the backing of and the experience of Hamlin Toyota, Joe Gibbs products, um, and and the fully funded two fully funded teams?
1: If I was if I was Bubba, I wouldn't want that to happen because I would be afraid of what has happened with the other TRD teams as well that outside of Joe Gibbs, because every single TRD team has shut down other than Joe Gibbs, and so. I would, be, Why is it? I would be cautious that that would be the actual way I, w- I would want to go, and I think that that would make me want to go to Chip Ganassi Racing if that were to be the case because, you know, basically, you know, Joe Gibbs has left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths here lately. And it's not just him giving up on young talent, but it's also the fact that he shut down two or three race teams since he's been over at Toyota. And it's because, you know, he controls – basically TRD. And uh, you know, um if I'm Bubba Wallace then, you know, I I know that my money is just going for Kyle Bush to get his act together. Uh but now Denny Hamlin, you know, there's a lot of control factor with Denny Hamlin. I think I I'm not sure if uh if Denny Hamlin did go to RPM, if it would be uh basically a Joe Gibbs deal. I I feel like TRD is looking for somebody other than Joe Gibbs. To, to to be affiliated with. And uh because I think TRD understands, look, man, we started with three teams and all three teams went bankrupt within ten years. Uh, you know, uh Red Bull, Michael Walter Racing and Bill uh Bill Davis racing. Now, you know, these teams are gone. They're they're not coming back. Uh that was their original that was the original teams that they had together. So if you bring in a Denny Hamlin and you offer him a TRD package, uh, I believe Michael Jordan could even have a part of this ownership uh, with the with the equity firm uh, that they are that they are talking about bringing in. And if that's the case, uh, I would expect a totally different deal outside of Joe Gibbs. To be honest with you, I would feel like this is TRD saying, "Hey, we've had a great run with Joe over here, but we want to we want to build it in house as well. We want we want somebody else to represent our company." And so you wouldn't see the buyback program. Uh, that you've seen with j j r if Denny Hamlin, I, if you, if Denny Hamlin leaves Joe Gibbs, I'm just he may take the manufacturer with him, but he's not going to take you know he's he, he, whether it be Denny Hamlin or Kyle Busch, I don't believe they'll take the brand of Joe Gibbs with them when they go.
0: Okay, if they don't take the brand, then does Bob the Wallace stay then?
1: That would be, I would, yes, because now once again I'm helping build something. You know, my money's not buying something that's already there, and I'm just going to get chug change at the end of the day. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm buying into something. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're you're looking at there's a whole motor department over at Dodge that that's still that over at Penske Racing that's still available. There's a there's you know everything's there to start building motors again. You don't have to build a Dodge motor. Uh, so you know if if that's the case and they really do have the backing uh, to do such a thing, I would expect any Hamlin to have a two to three car team. Uh, and maybe even an affiliation with Aspire Motorsports to help get them their uh, uh, um, uh, charters. Of course, Richard Petty Motorsports has two charters. Most people don't know about that. Their second charter is shared with Rick Ware Racing, and uh, at the end of this year, they either have to sell that charter or they have to take it on their sale. Now, of course, all they have to do is rent out the 43 charter now if they were to take the, uh, the old 44 charter back. So, I mean, they're still able to rent one and keep one. But they're, you're only allowed to rent it out for two years before you have to make a decision of keeping it as your own charter or selling it. Hmm.
0: Learn something new every night.
1: Yep, that's right. Well, we got anything else going on here uh, for the for, for our hot topics there, Mr. CJ Sports? If not, uh, I think we can go ahead and close out the show and uh, – um, I, I really I've got to scratch my head and think of where we where we go from here because uh, um, I know that uh, your commitment is is as our producer not as our co-host and it just seems that uh, there's a lot of other issues going on uh, but we want to keep this show going.
0: Um, where are they racing next? Good
1: question. You just stumped me. Oh goodness gracious. <laughs> Oh, it's been such a long week. Um, let's check it out real quick. So, oh, I mean, uh, it's the end of the – we're we're damn near to the end of the chase. So let's check out the NASCAR schedule real quick. I can't believe you got me on that one. Holy crap. Uh, maybe that's why Craig doesn't show up anymore.
2: <laughs>
0: let's see. All
2: right. All right.
1: Is it Darling? It can be Darling. Oh,
0: yeah. I know there's been a lot of
1: throwback vehicles. Is it Darlington, personally? No, we'll return to competition this weekend for the doubleheader at Dover International Speedway. So we're having a, double, uh, a, 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 a doubleheader at Dover this weekend. I know we're getting real close to the Daytona race, and uh, obviously the Darlington race as well. So we're going to Dover this weekend. I can't believe that one slipped my mind, but uh, yep. We'll have a we'll
0: have a double race at Dover. That works for me. Makes uh, makes for some interesting re- uh, racing this weekend. Um, Monday night I'll be back in the studio. they will be joining me 8:30. Unfortunately my Blue Jackets have been eliminated. I got to watch my first five overtime uh, jacket game, and uh, this last game was a hard We lost five to four, and I believe it was an overtime. Um, if not, it was late in the third. But it, it was it started off rough and then it became a game. Um, but join us at uh, 8 o'clock Monday night, uh, 8 o'clock, yeah, Monday night right on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network for the 110 Nation Sports Show. i got to make sure that I thank Carolina Sports Plus and Word to Music. Without these right marketing partners, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. Make sure you guys like the 110 Nation on Twitter or on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Like uh, Follow us on Twitter at 110 Nation. And also check out our site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation.
1: Yeah, just to kind of give a, back an update of what's going on, uh, we have uh, Dover for Saturday and Sunday, and then the next weekend, my friend, is the last race of the chase. It's going to be, I mean, last race before the chase. It's going to be at Daytona International Speedway on Saturday, August 29th for the Coke Zero 400. So we are going into playoff time. We've got three races left, and we're, we're going into playoff mode. Uh, let's 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 pick uh, – who you, who's your favorite this weekend for the doubles? Can Kyle Busch get it done? I mean, that's, that's the question. Like, we're going into the playoffs three races away. Two of them are going to be this weekend. One of them at Daytona. We can't expect him to win at Daytona because it just doesn't seem to happen for him at super speedways. But what about Dover? Is, is, is this is this the weekend that Kyle Busch can get the monkey off his back?
0: Bush wins in one of the last three races of the season and carries the momentum into the playoffs. Like I shared in the group, uh, there was once upon a time, uh, Tony Stewart that uh, didn't win any races, made the playoffs, but um, he won five races. Uh, five races uh, uh, so uh, I, I have all the confidence in the world. I'll have a 2020 um, NASCAR champion Kyle Busch shirt to go with my
2: 2019. <laughs> um, but,
0: uh, why not? I'll, I'll go ahead and we'll, we'll just get it knocked out right in the, the, on the Saturday race, and uh, let's go to Kyle
1: Busch. Well, it seems to be every weekend that we go into a doubleheader, we have two drivers uh, that, that win the race, and it's either going to be Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin. So <laughs> I'm not going to change. I'm going to take Kevin Harvick for Saturday, and I'm going to take Denny Hamlin for Sunday, but I'll also take Denny Hamlin for Saturday and Kevin Harvick for Sunday. So... <laughs> either, either way... <laughs> <laughs> that's my picks and i'm sticking to them there you go and what you got going I, on well, I, well we are done uh I've, I've, no. I've quietly stated that i think somebody got in trouble and so uh i don't really know for sure i haven't heard anything but i have kind of gotten wind of maybe somebody got in trouble so I, i'm I'm really wondering if we'll uh, we'll have any more races for the rest of the year. Our next scheduled race is in October for the Fall Classic. I was hoping that we would continue the schedule without foosball starting until uh, late September. But, uh, you know, uh, at, least, uh, at least we had a big race this past weekend, and you had to have a lot of fun, and I'm wore out. And I put in, you know, we raced until 6 o'clock in the morning both. Both days on on uh, Saturday ends well. Saturday morning and Sunday morning, we've seen the sunrise at the racetrack. Uh, when you join that kind of elite club, man, when you race all night and you get to watch the sunrise, you watch the sun go down and come back up. That that puts you in a whole nother bracket of elite fan there.
0: That it does. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's not the twenty four hour Rolex either, right? It's dirt track racing. But uh no, we had a lot of fun this past weekend and uh and that's that's always a big race and we're kinda used to uh the things that happened at that race happening. I've shared some photos and uh some some carnage that happened over the weekend and uh you know, if you went home with a piece after the past weekend you probably did better than hundred and twenty other people. So uh <laughs> Um, we even had a whole field wreck. Uh, I think 22 cars were caught up in one incident where a car was, um, uh, trying to take it three wide at the start. But, um, uh, yeah, so that'll be it for us. And we'll have a lot more time to spend on the show here. Of course, uh, I'll try to make sure that I'm uh, not still working next week. I was just trying to get caught up and, uh, uh make a little bit more, uh, from my pocketbook this weekend after having to take off a little bit last weekend to go do something fun. But, uh, I appreciate you filling in for me, uh, Mr. CJ Sports, and hopefully next weekend, next week we'll have us a co-host. No problem. Always glad to hang out with you guys. All right. Thank you very much, and race fans. Thank you for listening to the show. Here, we can't wait to be back next weekend. Until then, good night and have a great uh, week. Bye. Bye.